Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. My guest today is Alex Portelli. Alex has been a resident of Albany for most of his life, and he moved away a few years ago. And in 2013, he ran for mayor in the city of Albany. So, Alex, when I contacted your mother and then she comes out to Jill, were you surprised to hear from me? Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. It was nice. It was a nice surprise for sure. So we're we'll be having um another mayor's election in, you know, pretty soon. So in twenty thirteen you ran and um unfortunately you didn't get on the ballot but Back then, um, Kathy Sheehan was running for her first time. So share your thoughts about Kathy Sheehan from eight years ago, if you can. Oh, talk, oh, from it. Well, it's, uh, you know, uh, that was definitely an interesting uh, thing I I did for sure. Uh, Well, I was 23. I, I... ran with the libertarian party i was on parole uh i guess i was just trying to make make a point and i was trying to uh bring up bring out issues that uh bothered me that weren't being talked about and and it's actually uh from you know a lot of the stuff that i talked about then a lot of it i feel has uh either been vindicated a bit or or its policies other places have done so that's kind of cool but but going on kathy uh you know, I didn't really know much about her. I just, I, I know she was the treasurer, but, uh, you know, Jennings was, was who, who I really knew. And, you know, if you grew up in Albany, if anybody, you know, grew up in Albany knew Jennings well, cause he was, he was mayor for, uh, 20 years, odd years or whatever it was. But, you know, Kathy, I mean, right. It's, I mean, she's, she was from out of the area, out of state. It's, uh, she, she, I, I don't know when she moved to Albany exactly, but she, uh, she just kind of, I guess, snuck into the city. You know, I don't want to say sneak in; it's like a, a you know, negative term. But yeah, she just kind of ended up in in somehow in city hall, uh, amazingly. So, um, so you know, you as you were running, as you were trying to get signatures, you were telling me stories back then about how people perceived her. What was the perception back then of Kathy Sheehan, and 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 from what you understand, what's the perception now? Ah, well, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, you might you you might have a better memory than me. I can't remember. I mean, I remember what what people who I knew uh, had perceived about her, but I mean, obviously she she had a good amount of the city who had faith in her her ability to lead. Uh, and, you know, I don't know if it's, that was more, you know, there it's because she just, she won the primary, you know, and, uh, and they were going to, uh, you know, they're going to be loyal to the party and support the can- the primary winner, uh, or if they actually genuinely, uh, mm-hmm. believed in her, but, uh, you know, I mean, so you, you could say a good 8,000 people in the city support her, uh, supported her then obviously, or so, uh, you know, people, that I talked to, uh, you know, their priorities, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to be mature and, you know, not, 
uh, insult anybody. So I, I'll put it like this. Uh, you know, the people that I knew in Albany, their priorities are a lot different than the priorities of a person like Kathy Sheehan, I think, uh, for what the city needs and what needs to be fixed in the city. Since leaving Albany, uh, I, I can kind of reflect on the city more, too. I think there's there's a big, uh, uh, what is the term, uh, separation uh, of priorities between people who kind of live in the suburbs of the city and in the people who live in more of the urban downtown kind of areas of the city. And, and the, the, they, the people in the suburbs don't really see the problems that the people in downtown Albany have to face. And the people in downtown might not understand some of the issues facing uptown and the suburbs, uh, you know, so, but, uh, you know, I mean, the people that I, I, young people that I knew and spoke to, I mean, she, she didn't really address the issues that were bothering them. And, and those issues have obviously gotten a lot worse. So. So when I contacted you recently and I said, well, there's going to be a online debate tonight and yep. you listened in, um, what was your yep. reaction of, of the state of politics in Albany now versus when you were involved? Uh, I, well, it's, it's, a few, it's not the city I grew up in. I think that's one thing. It's not, you know, I grew up in a city where it was a uh, Democratic Party machine, and there was a uh, there was this machine that, for better or worse, uh, you know, operated the functions of life and government in Albany, and uh, you know, in in return for that, you know, people uh, supported that machine and uh, came out to vote for them, and uh, you know, there was it was kind of a symbiotic relationship. Uh, it's obviously that's not Albany anymore. It's, uh, it's just, it seems to be honest from, from watching the debate, it seems like the city, uh, though it's kind of in a chaotic state. Uh, I don't think, I mean, it, it doesn't sound like Kathy really has any plans or has any idea on what, how to fix these issues. Uh, there's two other candidates who seem good, you know, their heart is in the right place. Uh, I like the, uh, Purdy a lot. She was Alicia Purdy. She she mm-hmm. out of the three of the three there, I liked her the most. Uh, Greg, what was his name? Greg. Greg. Yeah. Yep. The other one. Yeah. Greg. Uh, you know, I mean, he he's also he's very frustrated, which I can understand. Uh, you know, like crime. I was some things I disagreed with him on though, and uh, but you know, I mean, the, the, all him and Kathy for sure though. I don't I don't uh, see Kathy. I didn't hear anything from Kathy that made me sound like things were going to get better if she won. I think that they would only continue to get worse. So if that kind of answers your question. So you ran in 2013, but then you moved away from Albany. What year did you move away? 2015. Uh, You know, it's funny. That's kind of, I think that's kind of a problem that New York state has as well it has a brain it has like the dissident brain drain uh people get they get very frustrated with with the status quo in the state or in their city uh you know upstate the cities have a lot of issues albany has a lot of issues albany has this issue too people get frustrated they try they get involved or try to get involved uh you know they they try coming in on a white horse and 
uh, think they know everything or, or want to change, you know, the, the decline they see. And then, you know, and then they get eventually burnt out or discouraged by it and, uh, you know, throw in the towel. So, you know, I know Jesse Calhoun is another one who he ran with the Republicans uh, when, mm-hmm. when I ran. And, you know, I guess he's he's left now, which is which is too bad. Actually, he was a nice he was a nice guy. I mean, he was a freaking what is it, like a preschool teacher or something. So, uh, so not not your typical Republican, uh, the your image of a typical Republican. But he was actually a really good guy. And uh, me and him, I think uh, we we kind of butted heads when I ran. But afterward, we got along and uh, we actually kind of were on the same page with a lot of stuff. So he was a good guy. But, yeah, I left in 2000. 15 i went out to colorado my sister and brother-in-law moved out west they left new york so i went with them and then my youngest sisters followed slowly after she's in arizona now so oh wow yeah so all three of us right and your parents are still in new york yeah parents are still in new york they'll probably probably yeah i don't think they have any plans on leaving anytime soon uh, you know, and I, I love Albany and I, it's, it's, I, I, you know, I did, I made this, you know, just like my sisters and just like most of my friends, uh, who have unfortunately felt they had to leave Albany to get, you know, achieve a, a, a quality of life of that, you know, is at least some semi on par with their parents or previous generations. Uh, so I always think that's sad though, when, you know, people kind of have to leave their home for that. So when you when you saw the uh, online debate the other day, what was your reaction? Uh, the city sounds like it's in it, it's in a really sorry state. The the issues that people are talking about, uh, you know, because I mean this is the, take it from my perspective. Uh, I leave the city. It's been over half a decade since I left the city, uh, and and mm-hmm. half a decade ago, or even you know it, when I ran let alone even just half a decade ago when I left, the things that they're discussing now would probably be unimaginable then. Uh, one, the, the, it just sounds like it's just a, it's such a sorry state the city is in, and it's just so sad, uh, to be honest. It's not a city. Like, uh, you know, another thing out west where you go down south and cities, other cities in America, they're not having discussions like this. They're, they're, they're dealing with, with moving forward their, you know, the, economic prosperities of their cities and Albany is just like, you know, Oh, we're, we have too many abandoned houses. You know, there's this crime is everywhere. It's just as gang shootings and this and that, and there's no jobs. And, uh, you know, it's just, it shouldn't be like that. They should be focused on, on other things. Uh, you know, and just shows the sorry state that the city's in. I think that, uh, I, I respect Greg for running a lot. Uh, I think that uh, one thing that he said that I, that I've kind of learned from experience, this is, it's different from what he said. He, he, he talked about going after uh, landlords or these absentee landlords. But uh, so what I do out West now is I've gotten into real estate and, you know, it's, I own real estate now and and I'm kind of, that's my thing now, but uh, you know, I've looked at buying property or getting property in in Albany and I've researched kind of, because you don't see the urban blight in Albany. Uh, out west that you see in Albany, and uh, you know my my thing. I think why it's there. It's not because these landlords don't want to fix their properties. It's just nobody has money. You know, when you're paying 
you know, you're paying ten, fifteen thousand dollars a year in property taxes, which is absurd, because you get a house in Denver or a house in Cheyenne, Wyoming, or a house in Salt Lake City, Utah, or a house in Las Vegas, Nevada, you're going to pay fifteen hundred, two thousand a year at most for property taxes. So when you're paying fifteen thousand dollars a year in property taxes in New York, and then you have an, a state income tax there, uh, and then people are poor, so you can't get a, you know, it's so tough to get a renter that's able to afford rent to cover your overhead. Uh, you know, these landlords just run out of money. Even the landlords don't have money. Nobody has money. And uh, I think they, if you want to see the urban blight go away, you've got to drop the property taxes by thousands of dollars. They, they have to do a massive overhaul of the city budget. Like literally they've got to do humongous cuts. They've got to cut millions of dollars from the city budget. Uh, and then they have to drop property taxes for everybody. And then you're going to see relief, you know, and then you'll see rent drop and you'll see uh, people have some breathing room. You know, the, the, you need to put five, six, seven thousand dollars a year in every single household, family household's pocket again, or you're not going to fix that. And with that, you're going to see crime drop, too. That's another thing. You know, it's uh, you've got to give people I mean, it's easy to say clean up the city, but uh you know, I mean, it's just it's so compl- complicated, so many socioeconomic factors. But I think the biggest thing is, is you know, if people have a reason, you know, things to do and opportunities to pursue, they're not going to do crime, you know. So, uh, but I think that's the biggest problem. But nobody was addressing that, really. They were talking about kind of creative new ways to generate revenue, but the city's been doing that. For forever, they're always, you know, trying to come up with new ways to generate revenue, and the problem just keeps getting worse. So, uh, you know, that's, that's those the, are my thoughts on it. The um, city of Albany has a lot of nonprofits that don't pay taxes, this, uh, so that the um, average homeowner is burdened because there's so much. Uh, nonprofit. What do you say to that? Yeah, I know there's, I know there's, there's a lot of nonprofits. Uh, you know, people sometimes will mention the churches. Uh, you know, and then you, I know you have the state with the land. Uh, my thing with those three is the state. Sure, the state took a lot of revenue away, putting, you know, t- annexing those, those, you know, all that land. Uh, but I don't know if, you know, as as Nice as it would sound, actually, it was part of my platform. I think I talked about like closing down the roads to the state offices or something until they paid their share or whatever. But uh, I, I don't think it would be uh, feasible. It would just be a long, drawn-out court battle that would cost the city uh, too much money. Uh, in terms of churches, uh, I like churches. You know, I like mosques. I like synagogues. I like you know, a religious building. I don't think that taxing them would would make a difference. As for the nonprofits, yes, there are. There are a ton of nonprofits in Albany. Uh, it is a little funny. I think it's a little kind of absurd uh, why there are so many. You know, I think it's just. I actually, I think, I think it's probably kind of a tax game. A lot of them, not all of them, of course, but I think a lot. My, you know, it's a way to avoid paying taxes. Uh, but my only concern is that I don't know if there would be. There would be. It might be like putting a Band-Aid on a on a you know flesh wound. Uh, type of thing. And then the nonprofits would probably leave would be a, the other problem. But uh, I, I think that the city, here's how I would, here's how I would do it. 
Uh, though, you know, I mean, it's, it's, that, that is one, one way to solve it, you know, as you could tax nonprofits. Uh, but uh, what I would do is, one, I would cut – so you have hundreds of city salaries where they're making six figures. You have, you have some city of Albany uh, workers, city employees, who are making almost $300,000 a year, mainly through overtime. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you've got hundreds of employees that are making well over $100,000 a year. I would cut it. I would cut every single – I would put a cap no matter what. You can make maybe – I think it was like 70000 or 60000 when I ran, but I would do like 90000 Nobody can make more than $90,000 max if you work for the city of Albany. That would be the first thing. And that alone would save the city tens of millions of dollars. It would save the city a ton of money. I would also – uh, or at least millions of dollars, close to probably $10 million. Uh, I, I did the numbers once. I'd have to do the numbers again, so don't quote me. But it would, that would save the city millions upon millions of dollars. I would also uh, take city land, a lot of city land and certain, you know, find it wherever, identify it, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, parcels or strips or strips along parks and, uh, you know, parcel it off and uh, for mixed use zoning and uh, have, you know, have it parceled so that uh, mixed use, you know, small business with apartments can be built, you know, some kind of mixed use buildings can Mm -hmm. be built to add tax. First off, two things. One, to add small businesses to the city, because the more small businesses, the better. And, you know, and that creates jobs and that creates small businesses and that creates revenue. And then two, that's going to, that would add uh, you know, if you could get a thousand parcels and there's tons of city land that's just lying around or medians for parks. And, you know, and I'm not actually I'm not saying demolish the park, but, you know, if you have, you know, a, a strip off of a large park, you know, it's it put, you know, you could put some kind of, uh, you know, shops or something. But if you found a thousand parcels somewhere in the city, where you could do this. You could add a thousand uh, pr- properties that are tax generating properties to the city. Uh, and along with, with drastic cuts to the city budget and more of this, you could drop property taxes a ton. If you drop property taxes, start dropping it a lot, then developers uh, would start feeling confident about buying real estate, this, this, uh, you know, foreclosed on and at this, these abandoned buildings and develop them, you know, uh, because that scared me. I've looked at property. I'd love to, you know, have a house in Albany again, you know, or, uh, you know, invest in Albany. And, you know, I still would, I, but, you know, to do it right now, it wouldn't be done. I wouldn't do it for the money because the, the property taxes just makes, make it doesn't make sense. It just would be, it would be kind of like a, like a, like a sacrifice almost, you know, I would do it for the, you know, just cause I love <laughs> Albany. Uh, and it shouldn't be like that. You know, it's gotta be actually, you know, they have to, uh, have some confidence in it, you know, and, and it, it, I saw there's a developer too, and then I'll stop talking, I'm going on a rant, uh, but there's a developer that, that builds a lot in Albany, and I saw that he got approved for a tax cut, you know, some kind of tax cut for his, his development, and I don't like that either, it's, it's, it's not fair to give only certain developers tax cuts, you know, and not the whole city, but, so that's, that's my tax tangent there, and your answer to the NGO thing. Back when you when you were growing up, and even it, when you ran, were there a lot of shootings in Albany? Because yes, but it 
never the it's really never the bad. amount that it is now. Yeah, yes, but it was never the amount that it is now. I, I never okay. recalled ever being like this. Okay. What would you what would you do to remedy that? Uh, I think that if you did these things where you started adding, making the city uh, desirable, uh, then I think that would drop naturally. I think that because, I mean, the, the, the best way to solve crime is to create opportunities for people and to, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a, to raise the standard of living. You know, and, and these are the things that could be done if they, these things are done. You know, and another thing. So a, a cool thing about being out west, so every time I'll actually come visit about once a year, I actually drive back home every every spring or so. I'll drive home to visit. And every year I drive through Ohio, obviously, to get to New York. And when I go through Ohio, now Ohio is interesting because Ohio's cities are also Rust Belt cities, you know, just like Albany and the other upstate cities. And they went through really bad ur- urban decay and urban blight and poverty. You know, Cleveland is one big example. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when I drove through Cleveland in 2015, Cleveland was awful. Cleveland was worse than anything in upstate New York is now at that, that time around. Uh, and every year as I, when I would drive back home to visit Albany, it's kind of funny because the cities in upstate New York, every time I drove through them, they were getting a little worse. But Cleveland was always getting a little better. And this last time I drove home uh, to visit this past May, I went to, when I stopped in Cleveland for the weekend, and I had a friend, ironically, from Albany who lives there now and hung out with him for the weekend. Cleveland was nothing like the city that it was when I first would drive through it in 2015. It's a totally different city. It's totally revitalized. It's got a good economy. It's got a good nightlife. It's got a jobs. It has a, a you know, uh, the vibrant city, it's alive, uh, you know, there's commerce, thing, there's, you don't see the urban blight you used to see there. Uh, it's totally changed for the better. And with that, the crime has gone down. It's much less dangerous. It's not dangerous at all like it used to be. So, I mean, we could go out. I remember when I was growing up, you know, the gangs were OGK and Jungle Junkies. Those are the big gangs, you know, and you could just keep arresting people and, and locking people up. And you do have to go, you do have to go after you know, perpetrators of violent crime, but, but there has to be other, there's other solutions. If you do the, you know, that, that's like a short-term solution. The long-term solution, if you, as long as you can, if you can lift the city up, then you'll see that go away naturally. So that's my answer to that. You know, I, I wouldn't do anything different. I would make sure that, you know, I mean, obviously I'm never going to run for mayor, but you know, if I wasn't in charge of the city, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I, I'd make sure that these, the, you know, crime, these, these violent uh, crimes are being investigated, but uh, you know, you got to get to the root of the problem. Now, how, you're how old now? Thirty. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Yeah. Okay. So, um, a lot of the people that you grew up with in Albany have they left like you did? A lot did. You know, a few went back. A few left and came went back. There's some people that are still there. A lot did leave, though. Uh, yeah, I would say, I'd say, a, I would probably guess, if I had to guess roughly, I'd say over half left, I would think. Over half. Yeah. 
that's that that's a lot of people I would think, right? It is a lot of people. You know, I also knew uh a lot of people that I grew up with that, that died from, from drug overdoses too. Which is uh-huh. uh you know, I always keep that with me, you know, that the, the them in my in my thoughts and it, that that bothers me a lot too. But yeah, you know, it's it's a lot of people left, a lot of people a lot of people died. A few people died from, you know, violent uh violent crime. Uh, you know, and then there's some people that are that are still there, you know, and uh I've got one of one of my best friends from, from when I was growing up. He's he's still there. He still works in the same place that he worked when we were teenagers and I always uh-huh. hang out with him when I'm back. So there are a few people holding out, but uh yeah, a lot it's definitely cha- a lot of people have left for sure. So, um you know, Kathy Sheen said that she was only gonna run for two terms. Oh, we're she did say that, right? Yes, yeah, she did say that. And, I remember, and she said, You've got a great memory, she, Cynthia. She reneged on that because she, she used COVID as an excuse that other stuff that she wanted to do, she didn't finish because of COVID. So who's to say if she wins a third term, who's to say she would not... Um, find an excuse for a term after this. Go ahead. She's a politician. You know, she's a person. She's a politician. So I think everyone, uh, we can all put our, if we're, you know, get into her head. Obviously, she's, you know, being a politician is a career. So, you know, she probably planned that, you know, the city, everything would be smooth and after two, you know, two terms, like every politician, you know, should run for Senate or something, you know, but obviously she can't, she can't really go anywhere if the city's falling apart. Uh, right. So, Excellent. you know, yeah. So, so she's kind of stuck with it until it's, until she has something to kind of, you know, run on. Okay. Is my guess. So we have very little time left when you saw the, uh, the other day on your computer, Overall, what was your reaction? Uh, there's there's no there's no leadership in the city. It's 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 it feels like there's not any. It's like the insane the what is it the term the uh, yeah the patients have taken over the asylum kind of thing and and yeah. you know there's there's wow. nobody at the helm you know there's the, the people who oh, I mean sorry, at least Kathy you know speaking when hearing her speak it sounds like she really doesn't have a clear idea on how to fix what's going on. And that's why I think things are going to get worse. And it's, it's too bad. It's a shame really. And I, but I think that people need to not give up and, and the, the activists in the city need to, uh, they need to kind of unite, do some kind of united front. You know what it's like? It's like, uh, when LaGuardia, I just read the, uh, biography, yeah. LaGuardia's biography. And, uh, you know, like LaGuardia when, when, when he ran, uh, you know, there was like a united front, all the different, uh, you know, you had the Republicans, but then you had reformers and you had even liberals and you had all these different kind of uh, groups came together for a kind of united front type of thing to to take on the machine in, in New York City. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Albany needs. I think that all the different because you've got, you know, you've got Greens in Albany, you have uh, progressives, you know, you have, uh, Republicans, you do have Republicans and, you know, and you have, you have independents and you have, 
you have Democrats, old Democrat moderates who are not happy with the way things are. And I think there's, that everybody needs to get together and uh, they need to come up with a, a, a game plan on how to unite everybody. And then they got to get the message out. It's not a big city. It's 80,000 people left, you know. So, uh, you know, you get the message out to everybody and, and they've got to come up with a way to bridge the gap between the uptown suburbs and, the, you know, the problems that, that unique problems that each face, you know, and, and I think if they can address it, they can say, look to the suburbs of the city, we can lower your property taxes. You know, this is the plan and this can coincide with, Hey, downtown, you know, this is our plan that, you know, it, it helps downtown as well, you know, and solves the crime and solves the, the kind of urban decay issues. And I think if, if you can bring those two kind of sides together, uh, and then I think that, that, you know, so Kathy can be beaten if, if not this time, then the next time, and then you can see some progress in the city and you can see the city start turning around because the city is not going to get better. I think it's just going to be a continuation of the past, you know, decade or two of decline. Well, our time is up, Alex, and I know that you're, begin- you're going to be coming to Albany pretty soon. And I look forward to seeing you. It's been a number of years. So you've been listening to Alex Portelli. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Alex, we'll meet person to person pretty soon. I'm excited about that. And thank That's you, right. everybody. Yeah, I'm very excited, too. Thank and you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day.